0: This is the Data Privacy Detective, and it's December 2019. It's snowing where I am. Christmas is coming. The holidays are upon us. And um, we're going to talk about cookies today, but this isn't the holiday cookie variety. This is about digital cookies. And and we have uh, with us today uh, William Morris. Now, William, you're an attorney in Cincinnati, Ohio at at Frost Brown Todd, and uh, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Joe. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this seasonal
1: and topical time uh, topic.
0: Well, it certainly is. We're going to talk about California, where I don't know if it snows except up in the mountains, but it is, this is what we're going to chat about today. William, what's your background briefly?
1: Uh, so briefly, I used to be a programmer, then decided that law was way cooler than computers, and so now I'm uh, in law, but I work with computer legal issues.
0: Very good. And, 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 and we're talking about cookies. So and as I said, well, this isn't the sweet kind, the digital kind. So in, in general, what is a cookie in the Internet sense?
1: So basically, a cookie is information that a website will put on your computer so that it can uh, track you and know who you are. So it stores information and it will be able to read it later.
0: Let's take an online retail. Is that a good thing?
1: Uh, Well, it certainly makes the Internet better and more easily usable. So, for instance, they'll use a cookie uh, to say this is what this person has bought and is in their online shopping cart. And without cookies, you would not have the functionality of being able to go to a website and do things that require more than just reading
0: it. Yeah, if you're on a site and we didn't have a a cookie uh, held by the online retailer, I guess every time we'd have to go back in and fill in all our information and we might not have a lot of online shopping anymore.
1: Exactly, exactly. It'll keep things like your preferences, so if you like a certain thing, don't like a certain thing, have certain ways that you like the site to be, it'll know that and it'll give you a better experience online.
0: Now, January 1, 2020, the California Consumer Privacy Act kicks into uh, place, and we call this CCPA. You hear a lot about this now. What does that have to do with cookies?
1: So, the CCPA is relevant to cookies because it has new requirements related to how you share data with third parties. So, an online... When you retailer, say here, you're
0: talking about businesses. Yes, now. a
1: business. Yes. So, how a business would share data with third parties. And so, an online retailer may have a cookie that it would share with one of its service providers, like an analytics service provider who knows who's been on the website. And the CCPA
0: has requirements for that kind of sharing, which cookies are often integral to. And I I guess this isn't only about online retailers, because a lot of businesses use cookies for very good reasons, right? That's right. It's not just online retailers, and it actually even
1: goes a little beyond cookies. Anytime you're sharing data with third parties, like say with a social media integration, a Facebook plugin, Anytime there's a flow to a third party, the same issues
0: apply under the CCPA. So pixels or API calls to third-party servers, all of this is in the same category that we're talking about?
1: That's correct, because in all of these cases, information about the website visitor is flowing to a third party, and under the CCPA, There are certain requirements for what the contracts with those third parties have to say for it not to be treated as you selling that consumer's data, which there's a whole separate set of requirements for that.
0: So you're really saying for businesses to think about, first, do they have to comply with the California Act and then next, how to do it? Uh, they may be missing the boat if they think, well, we just we just have a cookie or we just have a pixel or whatever it may be. They better think about this as data they are gathering about people in California and elsewhere. Data they're gathering, data they're
1: making available to third parties. Really, they should say, who is involved with our website? Facebook? Do I have a LinkedIn connection? Do I have a YouTube video that I'm playing? And then say, okay – for all of these things there has to be some data flow just inherently how is that data flow managed is it compliant with the CCPA with whoever it is who I'm interacting with and who is powering and making my website better
0: well how do you how do you talk to clients about how they how they do this
1: how, do, how, how does a business do this so The way that I generally will do it is I'll start by looking and finding who those third parties are and what they're doing on the website. So we'll, for example, run a scan that'll say, here's all the cookies on your website. Do you
0: have a scan that can do that? Yeah,
1: we uh, work with a vendor called OneTrust, and OneTrust has a cookie compliance module that will go through a website. It will say, here are the cookies. It will give you an indication of what kinds of things they're used for, and then it will also identify these other third-party integration points. So It'll say, here's a script from a third-party that, say, is a YouTube script or is a YouTube frame or is a tracking pixel that you might get from Facebook. And then we'll use that in order to drive recommendations to them to say, look, here's what's up there. Here are the potential risks. Here are the decisions you need to make from a business perspective as to how you're going to keep these things, if you're going to keep these things, and how you're going to comply with the CCPA with what's up there. So the
0: the scan or the screen here is really a starting point.
1: The scan is a starting point, but it's a critical starting point, because unless you know what that information is and who the third parties are,
0: you can't make intelligent decisions as to how to comply with the CCPA. And is that a relatively easy scan for a business to uh, obtain? Uh, the scan is relatively
1: easy for the business to obtain. As I said, we do use a tool. The real question comes in with the analysis of it. So,
0: yeah, how do you think step, about that?
1: I'm not asking you for legal advice, but I mean, then what happens? So, the next step, once I've found out what the data is, who it's being shared with, is to say, what are the safeguards around that data? What purposes are they allowed to use it for? So for instance, will the service provider, I'll just use Facebook as an example, do they say, we can do anything we want with this, we can do ads, we can make a profile of you, we can target you, or do they say, no, we are only going to use this for the purpose that you put this up there, so we'll only use this to allow an integration so the user can go back to our site, or we'll only use this to allow the video to be shown. And then with that information, we can then compare it to the CCPA and say, what do you
0: need to comply given the safeguards and the restrictions that are around that data? California being about close to 15% of the population of the United States, pretty important uh, state to take a look at, and uh, with enough people in California, business may be required to comply. I I think that's right. Um, It's a
1: huge market um, and it's a very tech savvy market. So I think that if you have to comply with the CCPA, um, this is something you need to look at. And most people with websites should at least do the analysis to make sure that they do enough business in California or they themselves are of sufficient size because the CCPA does have thresholds. If you're large enough, Even if you're located in Ohio, where I am, you may still have to comply with the CCPA.
0: Very good. Well, this is great advice for businesses about getting ready for the new year, 2020. William, any uh, last remarks on this uh, very interesting intersection of cookies and California? Yeah, it's a
1: very interesting time because a lot of people are really scrambling, and that includes the service providers like uh, your Facebooks and your Googles. And I think that it is critical for people, if you are not scrambling, you either have done the scrambling six months ago, and that's why you're not scrambling now, or you start because once this goes into effect, um, you know, it's a whole new world. This is something we haven't seen before in the U.S. as far as consumer uh, compliance requirements. And I think that you can't just say, well, we've done it this way in the past. Therefore, it will continue to work because it is a really drastic change.
0: Well, you've given a New Year's resolution to businesses. First, find out what you have and then second, deal with it. Thank you very much, William. Happy holidays.
1: It's my pleasure. Happy holidays, Joe.